Edge Radio Australia, it is time, of course, for All About Relationships on the comfy chair. We've moved into the other studio, mate. We've, uh, we've got, should we have some soft jazz playing in the background? I'm not sure. We should. We should. Wayne, our invert commas expert here on relationships, <laughs> mate. Um, we're sitting here, as I say, we've gone into the comfy couches. Why do I feel like I'm in therapy all of a sudden? What's going on? What are we going to talk well, about Well, you are today? laying down in the prone position. <laughs> that could be a, a contributing factor. Should I mention I'm in my underwear? I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> I know, it's not a good sight. No, I'm not, telling no, you no. people, I'm glad radio's not visual. <laughs> we do do some shows that we uh, film, uh, and, uh, you know, my use of or my wearing shorts has been discussed. So mm. this is, I want to make everyone very comfortable. We will not be recording video for this program. Let's move on. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, what's on the old show tonight? Well, as I mention often, is I've got various uh, meet-up social groups that I run, etc. So I'm always sure. talking to people who generally are single and mm-hmm. wanting to be in relationships. Yep. Now, I get people that have always got differing views. Okay. So there's some where, like remember the last show we were talking about the um, evolution of our viewpoint of relationships and how we reach a point where yeah. we'll be we'll be burnt and we'll be hesitant to get into a relationship. So I meet those people that they sure. they want to be in a relationship but they're scared of getting hurt and starting over and all of that. And then there's other people that have had really good experiences. Yep. And for one reason or other, the relationships ended, and they want another one. They just can't find someone. Mm-hmm. And then I meet the other people that are single. And they're like, oh, no, I'm happy being single. And you're like, yeah, that's convincing. And then there's the other people that they lurch into relationships and then they're single and they lurch into relationships and they're single. And it's amazing how much we can vary in our perception and our viewpoint of relationships. I think a lot of it's what we sell ourselves. Like you're saying about the people who, yeah, they're single and they love it. They're happy, right? Mm. But there are the singles too trying to meet people. I mean, come on, what is it, right? Yeah, Cold exactly. Day, right? And and I talk to a lot of people where they go, oh yeah, I'm the only single one in my group of friends. So when we go gotcha. out, I'm always the third wheel and blah blah. And I've been there, and it's it it, it can be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they'll do their best to accommodate you and everything like that. Okay. You can still have that feeling of yeah, I feel like I'm intruding here. I feel like I'm an extra. Yeah, it's yeah. awkward. And I know before I met my wife. And this is when I was first working out all my systems and how to go out and find my partner and all of that sort of thing. And I started with premise of, I know I'm increasing in value. I know I'm becoming a better person and a better partner and all of this. Therefore, I deserve a better partner. Now, as an Australian, it's my duty to tell you, don't feel that way about yourself. Don't try and self-improve. <laughs> shoot me yeah, down, shoot, shoot me down. Exactly. Tall puppy, down, 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 down. How dare you put value in yourself? I know. And how crazy is it that we do that? It right? is. It's, it's so important. I, I, I love like, there's something we do here. Like I really want people to understand it's okay to value yourself. And oh, you damn just, straight. Because most people just, we don't. And I mean, I do it myself and pretty much everybody I know, we spend most of the time like downplaying the important stuff that we do. And a lot of the important stuff that we do is self-improvement. So acknowledging that and, and making that move and actually putting value in yourself you know, mm. uh, we live in a country where theoretically we value human life, right? So value your own. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And what you've touched on there is a good one as well. We do downplay things mm. and that's because it's part of that, oh, if you've got to be humble, you've got to be mm. modest. And, sure. and that's got nothing to do with modesty or humbleness. You can be fantastic okay. just realising that you're not better than someone else. You're just... 
uh, more competent in certain areas. Well, I, I like that. I mean, um, as far as, yeah, it's not a case of being better. Well, we're all different. We mm. all bring something different to the party, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. I, I don't know if you'll remember one of our earliest um, episodes. We were talking about a thing called natural gifts. Mm-hmm. So these are things that we do so naturally, so easily and effortlessly yeah. that others wonder how we make it look so easy. Mm. And it's one of those natural attitudes or behaviours or skills that we have. Yep. Now, for me, one thing I've always done in my relationships is I will go into the relationship and I enjoy cooking. Yep. All right? Cool. I don't get as much time to do it as I would like. Lift your game. Come on, Wayne. I know. I know. And so that was one of the things I'd enjoy. So I'd come in and I'd be doing most of the cooking and mm. then I'd also be doing most of the shopping or invariably all the shopping and I'd be paying the bills and I would take on more and more. Right. And I used to end up more and more frustrated mm. and have this subsurface anger going on and not understanding why. Okay. And it was only because I learnt, once I learnt that I had a natural gift for this. In other words, it was just something I did without thinking about yeah, it. Okay. So once I learnt that I had that ability, when I met my wife, I said to her, look, I'm happy to do this and this and make coffees and all of this sort of thing. All mm. I want's a little bit of gratitude now and then. Yep. So all she does is I give her a coffee. She goes, thank you, babe. And it's like, it's not cool. hard. I'm, exactly. I'm valued. She yep. appreciates it. Job done. We both win. Sure. And it wasn't until I realised that I do that so easily that I could then go, that is something that makes me a really awesome partner. And, you know, there's obviously other things as well. I'm not a one-trick pony. <laughs> you can do more than come make a cup of coffee. Exactly, right. exactly. And when I was, uh, before I'd met my wife, mm. and I had that attitude of, you know, I've got all of these things that I do do easily and these things that do make me a good partner. Yep. Sure, I've got my things that, you know, make it a challenge for, to be a partner with me. However, those things are outweighed by the, the really good things. Yeah. All right? So it was the, okay, now I've got to find someone who deserves me. So I meet a lot of people that are toying with this, oh, I want to be in a relationship but I'm okay being single and I want to be loved but I don't want to be hurt. and You know, so they're caught in this um, turmoil Okay. Of trying to work out where the hell they stand with relationships and dating and all of this sort of thing. And one of the things that I enjoy doing mm-hmm. is taking something that's complex and seeing how simple I can make it. That is bloody brilliant advice. As human beings, we go out of our way to make everything It's complex. nuts. It is. It's nuts. It's, you know, I've, I've got a theory as to why we do it. Why? All right? So we take this thing and it's just a simple A, B, C. Yep. All right? And then we sit there and go, yeah, but what about D and E and what about if F happens and what about Z? That's way over <laughs> there. And, you know, we drag in all of this stuff and muddy the waters and complicate it and everything mm-hmm. like this so it really messes with our heads. And then when we can figure it out, we go, look how clever I am. I managed to figure out that uh, really complex okay. thing. Yeah, right. And I think that's why we do it. Self-gratification right there. Exactly. Okay. It's a look at me, pat myself on my back, aren't I so good? Well, yeah, go on. And, and all you've done is just take something that's relatively simple, yep. make it a nightmare to deal with, and made it so much harder for yourself. Like I had someone ages ago ask me, if you had to summarise dating and relationships, mm. you know, what you teach people, how would you sum that up? I said, it's dead easy. Remember that a relationship is always about you. 
It's not about your partner. Every so time you say that, I smile. Yeah, I know you cause, do. Because I, I kind of like, oh, it, no. <laughs> He's right, but I yeah. don't want to admit yeah, it. Yeah, no, exactly right. <laughs> and that was, that was the the hard thing for me. You know, yeah. I had to coach myself and go, it's all about you. So if you always remember that a relationship is always about you, if your partner yep. upsets you, offends you, whatever, it's just a trigger that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about you and what you need to have so that you can grow and be that better version of yourself. And dating is just finding the person that's the right partner to trigger those things within yourself so you have the opportunity to become that better version of you. And that's it. That's if it. you use just those two things, it's all dead easy. I'm going to circle back a little bit. Go, on, go okay. on. No, to something you said before and about like dating. And I think that – I think – the fear of dating has far more power to people than the positive sides of dating. I think that too many people fear because they've had, okay, bad experiences, mm-hmm. right, And or the, the fear of rejection or anything like that. The fear, I think, is holding more people back, like the, the power of wanting someone in your life that's going to improve your life and it's going to enhance your life and, mm-hmm. and give you all those wonderful things. You're going to have love and you're going to have companionship yep. and all those goodies, right? Yep. I think that fear scares so many people that it overruns all that positive stuff. And especially with people who have gone through bad relationships before, mm-hmm. you come in and you've got more baggage than Heathrow, right? Like you kind of... That's you a just, lot of baggage. It is. It is. Um, but we get into a situation where we're kind of like... And I, I think, like I could be very much that guy, you know, in my past where I've, I've thought to myself, I don't want to do this anymore, right? I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to have a relationship. I'm happy to date, okay? Mm-hmm. Man needs exercise. But as long as you're honest with people and you're down the line on that, right? Yep. Um, but I didn't want to have a relationship. And and I think when I'm, I'm brutally honest with myself, I just went and I had the scales and said, the pain, no, the risk of the pain is not worth the gain of the, having a wonderful relationship, having someone who loves you, having someone who cherishes you, someone who supports you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just too bloody risky to do that. And I would really like to encourage people to get the hell over that um, and realise that the pursuit of that happiness is more important than that risk. Okay. So what you've said, brilliant. Agree with it all. I'm going to answer it with a metaphor. Oh, dear. All right. How often on the news do you hear about a plane crash? Every single time. Of course. All right. Every time a plane goes down, it's all over the news, it's mm. everywhere, you know, yep. so many people died, blah, 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 blah. All right. How many people are terrified of flying? Lots and lots and lots. Heaps. All right? Even, even if it's not just straight out terror, mm. they're nervous. Sure. All right? Yeah. How many of us jump into a little metal box and hurtle down a road <laughs> mere inches away from other metal boxes yep. and don't even give it a second thought? Oh, the greater part of the population. Almost exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. And so relationships are exactly the same. Right. There are things that we are terrified about mm that have an extremely small chance of happening. The, yep. the, the percentages of planes that go down, because there are literally yeah. hundreds of planes in the air at any oh, single uh, time, probably thousands. Yeah, elbow could be on any of them at any time. We can only hope. <laughs> and <laughs> so if we're always worried about the plane crash, mm-hmm. we will ignore the car crash, and that's where the damage happens. Great point. I, I, I like the, the thought of you know, not... Preparing your life for failure. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, okay, I want to prepare my life for success, not for failure. Was it hope for the best, plan for the worst? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so like that, that, but the overall thing, <coughs> whenever I talk about any talk to anyone about relationships, 
ultimately it is fear because of the past. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're, I'm at a certain age now where, like, I'm, I look and I don't, like, uh, certainly, you know, mainly obviously men have had really bad experiences mm-hmm. as far as losing their kids and, and that's a massive, massive problem and it, and it paints a picture of relationships that makes it just Russian roulette. Exactly. Okay? Uh, I've seen so many women have had horrible, horrible relationships. You know that that you know have come and they've, they've just got this negative attitude about men because of again you know, mm. the experiences they've had. So uh, I don't know. I mean, how do we forget about the plane crash and think about how good it was to drive sideways around the corner of my car? Okay, so of course I can give advice and theories and all of this yep. sort of thing. Best thing I can do is talk about my journey. Sure. All right, because I can go in depth on that because I was there. You were? All right. So when I came up with my system, I sat down and spent months going through all my notes and what I'd learned and the books I'd read and all of this sort of thing. And I came up with this plan. So as I've said to you before, a lot of people spend a lot of time planning a wedding, no time planning the relationship. So I sat down and went, okay, how can I plan this journey of go out, find someone who's the right partner for me and then transition them into a relationship where it works. Okay. All right? How can I do that? And I worked out all the theory, every step along the way, how to be the best version of myself to attract the right person, the whole kit and caboodle. All right? Now, everything in theory is good. True? Absolutely. Absolutely. Theory is wonderful because oh. everything works on paper. Trouble is you then have to put it into practice. Oh. So when I first went out, I, like everyone, was terrified. Mm-hmm. Walk up to a woman, I'll get rejected and blah, blah, blah. So I had all of these fears. Yep. And I have a theory that a fear mm-hmm. only comes from you don't have enough faith in the result being what you expect it to be. So if you knew exactly what the result was going to be when you do whatever. Yep. You wouldn't have any fears, would no, you? No, no, no. Exactly. So because we don't have a certainty over the outcome, we have a fear about it. Right. So mine was, how can I remove all those fears? Okay. So I still went out and they were still there. Mm-hmm. Once I started getting the experience of, oh, I can talk up to, walk up to a woman and not get rejected mm-hmm. and have a quality conversation and enjoy myself and they enjoy myself and I can repeat it, once I started having that, the confidence just went vroomp right up and the fear vanished. Yeah, okay. All right, so very quickly I was able to go out and walk up to women and have a ball. And not just one, I could walk up to two, three, four, five at a time. Oh, look at you, stud. I know. Oh. So, and But it, the wonderful thing was the more experiences I had that were positive, yeah. it completely removed that fear and made me realise that before it was only because I didn't understand what was going on mm-hmm. to be able to minimise Result I didn't want. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. I, I mean, I, I have a theory on, you know, and I've said this before, but I, I always feel, that, you know, that nobody ever catches fire because a girl said no, all right? Oh, exactly. Okay, it's not the end of the world, okay? You, you know, it's not life-changing. You know, I've had so many friends of who go, oh, no, I can't talk to her, oh, okay, whatever, oh, she's beautiful, or whatever. Like, okay, if you walk up, okay, she might be gorgeous, she might be have this, this charisma that's just beaming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, know, you, you've, if you walk up and she says, you know, bugger off, okay, guess what? Nothing's changed, right? Nothing's changed. In fact, something's changed. You've had an opportunity, you gave it a crack, you've had a little practice, whatever, move on, right? Exactly. Um, but the chances are she's not going to be like that, 
Okay, and if you had, if you haven't walked up to her in the first place, you haven't given yourself that opportunity. So you, you, look, when somebody says no to you, you don't catch fire and drop on the spot. You're going to be okay. Well, well here's the thing I realised, and this is what I teach my clients: when you walk up to someone, mm-hmm. you are essentially approaching three people in one. Okay, all right. So first of all, you've. I got thought you hang on. Are you talking about my ex-wife's personalities? No. Just three? Just no, three? No, that's only in your head. <laughs> <laughs> so when you walk up to them, literally everyone okay. has three people within them. Right. All right? Now, which person you approach mm-hmm. will determ- be determined by how you approach. Ooh, all right? Like so first of all, you'll be approaching the person that is the culmination of all their previous experiences. Yeah, okay. So let's say, for example, a woman is always getting approached by blokes at the pub that have got drunk enough that they've got the Dutch courage. Right. And every experience has been a drunk bloke coming up and just being obnoxious. Yep. Her first attitude will be, oh, God, here comes another drunk. The eye roll. Whether you're drunk or not. Mm-hmm. All right? The other one is, the other one that's based off how they're feeling today. Right. Okay. So if you're approaching someone, male or female, mm-hmm. who has just been dumped by their partner, yep. they've just been reamed out by their boss at work, they've, they've, you know, whatever it is, and they've had a shitty day, they might, may not be up to conversing with someone yeah. new. They're Simply just like, no, I'm too drained, can't yep. deal with it. So if you're again coming up and approaching that person, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. You're going to, probably going to get rejected. And the sad thing is we take it personal and it's got nothing to do with us because, hey, they nothing just got reamed by their boss or whatever. Yep. All right? The other person, which is the one we're trying to approach, is their authentic self. Sure. And most people at their core are decent people. They're polite. They're considerate. They're honest. All of these things. Mm-hmm. So if you can allow that person to come out, mm-hmm. then you won't get rejected. Okay. Now, this is, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show. When I was out meeting my wife, one mm. of my first goals was stop being terrified of women when mm. I approach them. Yeah, they don't bite unless you ask. Yeah, then that's okay. Gentle nibbles, please. <laughs> and that was my big goal was to get past that fear. Yeah. Then it was how can I make sure I enjoy myself and they enjoy themselves? Yeah. And that worked so well. I was having a ball just talking to all sorts of – I was almost literally running between women to talk to them. I was having that much fun. Now, because that reduced my fear, mm-hmm. I could then do it more easily. Okay. Now, I actually ended up speaking to over 170 women, and yes, I did count them. Because I have people go, you counted them? I'm like, yeah, because last night I spoke to eight women or I spoke to four or – so I kept track of them. Wayne, that's just strange. It is, just I know. Okay. Hey, my <laughs> wife will tell you I'm not normal. And oh. what that allowed me to do mm. was to also look at the times that I got rejected. Okay. okay. Now, most blokes would probably crash and burn pretty regularly. Sure. All right? Because they're approaching one of those first two people. <laughs> because I allowed myself to approach the third one, I only got rejected twice. And both times okay. it was because I allowed the first two to come out. Okay. Which I look back and go, at the time, I would look back and go, oh, yeah, I forgot to do this or I did this and I shouldn't have done. And that's what triggered those two first version, two versions of themselves to come out right. and to reject me. All right. We're going to have a break, my friend. I know. You we're know? going deep. We are. And when we get back, 
you're gonna you're gonna explain, okay? And I, and I want deets, okay? Are you gonna explain <laughs> how I get past? I don't need to, okay? I have a lovely, yeah, but our girl. wonderful listeners, yes, absolutely, okay? Because it's not about me. Um, but we're gonna actually go in and we're gonna find out how I get past those two people and get to that third person. Give it a crack. You want tactics? Nice. Tactics. Damn right. I want to take some notes. It's Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. Edge Radio Australia, it is time for a little bit more of the old all about relationships. You haven't gone anywhere. You've had some tunes, um, you know, and I've enjoyed that. Had a little dance with Wayne. Um, he didn't enjoy that. No, but cheek to cheek was a little no, awkward. God, that's right. Look, next time you can hold the rose. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> okay. It was a nice touch, though. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was a very romantic moment. Um, but for, can we do, do the next show with the lights on, please? I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now, we left uh, before the break. We're talking about tactics, mate. Okay, mm-hmm. about you explained about you know the three people, the three personalities. I've you know I'm probably using I'm using the wrong terms, I'm sure, but um, getting past those uh, objections effectively mm-hmm. to get to the authentic person. So tactics. Okay, let's let's go. So when I was doing this, I'd already done a few courses and things about how to communicate with people more effectively and how to get mm-hmm. them to like you. So learning about rapport and how yeah. to connect with people and all of this sort of thing. And so it was a case of how could I allow that authentic person to come out? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a number of things that we can do. Okay. All right? There is one thing that has been proven again and again and again to the point where you can't deny it okay. that always allows you to be accepted more by someone you're, who is new to you. All right. And you smile. Jeez, these fancy techniques. I know, I know. Who would have thought it would go this deep, (laughs) eh? And the key is it has to be a genuine smile. Okay. All right? right. Because a lot of people, when they'll smile, it's this half smile. So if you had a piece of cardboard across the bridge of their nose, Mm -hmm. their eyes don't change. They smile, but their eyes don't change. So it's not an authentic smile. Okay, but we live in an era right now, there's a lot of Botox. Uh, Botox. I don't know who's smiling. I have no idea. <laughs> don't know who's frowning. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Are, are you frightened? Are you happy? <laughs> I'm not like, sure. Are you surprised? What's exactly. going on? Exactly. Yeah. So, excusing those people, <laughs> yes. it's a case of when you smile, your eyes have to smile as well. Totally agree. All right. Yeah. So, if you're automatically smiling when you approach people, mm. and it's got, it can't be like... The joker and being maniacal about it. You've got to. It's got to be a genuine, authentic, friendly smile. Yep. Straight away, that will allow the person to see. Oh, here's someone who's friendly. Okay. Now this has to be backed up with, mm-hmm. and I learned this from a chap by the name of Alan Pease. All right, Amazing. he's an Australian body language expert. Been around for decades, and I've yep. watched him do TV shows and all sorts of things. Yeah, really knows his stuff. Yep. And, and it's funny, I've actually used some of his stuff to get out of speeding tickets. Oh, nice. Back when you could do it before the cameras and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I've used this quite a number of times, these things. So when you're approaching someone, mm-hmm. one of the big things you have to do is to allow them to see your hands. They have right. to see the palm of your okay. hands. Okay. All right? Because that way they can see you're not carrying a weapon or anything that hurts them. Because our primitive brain, mm-hmm. if we're getting approached by someone, will go, are they someone I need to be wary of? Okay. And if I can't see their hands, do they have a weapon? Are they going to hurt me? And this is more so for women. Right. 
Okay. Because obviously women aren't as physically strong. So sure. if a bloke's approaching and he's got a weapon, mm. that woman's in big trouble. Of course. If it's a bloke approaching a bloke, slightly different. Woman approaching a bloke, he's not going to worry as much. Not at all. So very important if you're a bloke approaching women to be aware that they need to see the palms of your hands. All right. okay. So you don't have to walk towards them with your hands up yeah, going, here, look, you can see my... <laughs> no. no, use your brains. Yeah. Just make sure you don't have your hands in your pocket or behind your back, whatever. The other thing as well, you've got to look confident. Mm. Now, if you know anything about physiology, our weak points are our throat right. and our chest. So if we go to protect ourselves, mm. the first thing we do is we curl our chest up and we put our chin down on our chest right. because it protects our most vulnerable parts, all right? So if you walk towards someone with mm. your chin up and your chest out, yep. you exude confidence you because it's a, I'm not scared of you hurting me. Right. I didn't realise that was the reason. I didn't realise, I've never approached a woman and thought, geez, I'm worried she might give me a throat punch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I'm you hanging out in better care. places than you, mate. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay. But um, no, but that, that makes sense. I mean, I have always, I, I and I do notice body language. I, I notice when people walk towards you with the chest out and the head up. And, and yeah, like you've got a confidence about that conversation as that person arrives at your door so to speak mm -hmm. so uh, yeah it's something i've always made sure that I, I try and do as well yeah yeah but i didn't i never thought of the reasons why we do that it's very interesting See, that's why you get the expert, expert. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget those inverted commas always and the other thing as well and this is a really big one okay. it's the energy you go in with mm. if you go in with a friendly energy and yep. I always spruik this one massively, a curious energy. Okay. Please I just want to get to know you. You okay. look like an interesting person. Okay. So you go in with that energy of, I just want to get to know you as a person. If you're going to go up and go, hey, I could be lucky tonight, and you've got that energy, that's going to freak out a lot of women. I can imagine. All right? Now, you might look at a woman, or a woman might look at a guy mm -hmm. and think, they're hot. That's just their packaging. That's sure. the wrapper they come in. That yep. doesn't guarantee the quality of a human being. Oh. I have met many good-looking blokes and good-looking women who the moment they start talking, I just oh. go, yeah, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, that ugly I goes can, all the yeah, way to the bone. All, yeah. Yeah, beyond the bone. Mm. And they're the ones that I go, no. And then I've met other people that you go, yeah, not massive to look at. You know, mm. Well, for me, they sure. might not be my aesthetic. However, I start talking to them, I go, wow. you're friggin' awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got a great personality match. So if you go up with that, with that attitude of, I just, you know, I like the look of you. Yeah. I just want to see if your personality matches your looks. Yeah. You know, and you've got that That's energy. That's an interesting point because some people's okay might have a particular look, and you go and talk to them, they go, "Oh my god!" Like you know, is there a different person inside? Yeah, because they're just completely different to the perception of what you've walked up to. Exactly. Um, some people you walk up and you think, "Oh, they look very confident, and they look very sure of themselves," and then they're, they're quite the opposite. Um, yeah, and then I mean, you you've sort of meet people who and environments that you think they're going to be... You've just got a completely false perception. Absolutely. Based on the surroundings, their clothing frame, sake, you know, just how they carry themselves. So, yeah, I, I think... Um, and this is a lot about attraction, right? Like, it's great to be physically attracted to someone. Great, fantastic. Mm. But when you talk to them, if there's no spark, if there's not... If there's not that interest that you want to know more about them... Absolutely. Then, quite frankly, you've just got a two-dimensional relationship. Yeah, right? exactly. And... The funny thing is, 
you can meet someone you go, yeah, they're not bad. Yep. But the more you get to know them, the, you see their their wondrous points. You yep. see some of their not quite so wondrous. Sure. However, they've got more fantastic points than not so fantastic. That they your perception of them and their attractiveness mm-hmm. increases accordingly. Oh, yeah, that, that's been my technique for attracting women for my entire life. Okay? <laughs> please don't look at the package. Yeah. Uh, Actually, you know, let's talk. I, please, please. <laughs> and I just thought of something as well, and we've had this discussion as well, because we've both met people who are well-known, mm, all mm. right? And the thing is they will often have a persona, which is their public, you know, perception. Mm, absolutely. And then you meet them in person, you go, you're nothing like your public perception. And they're not. And most people, most well-known people are very different to what we actually perceive they would be. Yeah. Because they're exactly right. They, um, and I, I mean, I had once uh, someone I interviewed and they described themselves as, they described themselves as two entities, one as the person and one as the brand. And when they said that, I thought, a bit of a tosser, kind of explaining yourself as a brand. No. And, no. I, I and, watched something the other day mm-hmm. and this actually terrified me a bit. Right. Because of how much we've distorted the way we relate to each other as human beings. Yep. And what you said is so true. People that are well known now are brands. They're not people, they're anymore. Not people anymore. They're no. brands. It's like, hang on, they're not a commodity. They're not something to be tra- uh, traded and promoted and monetized. Yep. They're a human being, for Christ's sake. They're just doing their job. Yeah, spot on. And with this person, when they said that to me, uh, the one the particular conversation I'm talking about was Mark Scaife, the, um, oh, yeah. the, the supercar driver and you know, very successful you know, motor racing career. Mm. And won Bathurst heap times. Just you know, very, very, very successful. But yes, he we're having this conversation and, and, and he made the distinct difference between him as a human being and him as a brand. And my initial thought was, what a toss thing to say. Mm. Now... With reflection and time, uh, I thought my, he was absolutely bang on the money. Yeah, and I was sadly, yeah, very much so. He, you know, so I was wrong, and he was hundred percent right. And when um, on on the sadly front, I'm very upset. This upsets me now because most people now uh, in public, not even in public life, just in everyday life, are separating themselves into two parts. Okay, mm. into the public persona. And their brand. And yep. so what you see on Instagram and, and Facebook and yada yada yep. and TikTok, all of that, this is a brand, yep. right? And it upsets me now that children are absolutely becoming brands. They, oh, yeah, God, yeah. yes. We ne- and we need to change that. I mean, this show is about relationships, right? You can't have a real relationship with a brand. You know, I'm sorry, but, you know, I... I, I, I Happy to buy brands, enjoy brands, all that kind of carry on, but it's a transactional thing. It's not something that you want to give your heart to or you sell yeah. to. Yeah. And the other thing that really disturbed me was they said because they're a brand, mm-hmm. the public should have access to that brand. Yeah. It's like, no, if they're out having dinner with, because I know I've read stories of various well-known people where mm. some do not like to be approached, yep. others like you can approach, but let me have my meal. Yeah. Or if I'm going through the toilet, let me at least finish what I'm going to do. And then, you know what I mean? So you hear all these stories where people just don't look at them as people anymore. And yeah. that's sad. And it's also, a big thing, mate. It, yeah. It's very, And that very bit where you say it's the two people, mm. we then start to do that with other people. Because if we can do mm. it to those people that we're not connected to, we start doing it to other people. We do. 
No, we've got to relate on a deeper level, not this superficial brand level. That's right. Yep. I mean, I've joked before about the Botox thing, right? And it's, but it's real, right? Yeah. We, you know, these and and all these filters that people use for mm. all of their pictures. Mm. Like, come on, like, you know, you're beautiful. Okay, you don't need to be flawless. Yeah. In fact, quite frankly, your flaws are part of your beauty. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it just it it really does genuinely upset me because you, again, we're not getting that connection. If you're using a filter, you're literally using a filter. You are filtering the experience another person's yep. having with you, right? Absolutely. And if you're using all these Botox products, oh look, I look, I'm getting older, okay? I've got wrinkles now in places I didn't even know I had places. You know, things are changing. I don't like it, okay? But like when I started losing my hair, I thought to myself, right, you know, I can I can fight this. Um, or, you know, I can get a wig, I can I could get hair transplants or whatever. Do the comb over? I could do the comb over. And I went, no, I'm a competitive guy. Nature is clearly winning. I'm taking the bugger on. I'm taking this off, right? So you can do it on your terms. But, like, I'm not going to be fake to people. This is, yeah, you know, exactly. how I look. Um, and it is, look, I'm not against people improving their appearance or anything like that, but... Because, you know, we, we paint our house, you know, and you want to give a, a good view to the world. Yep. But please be you. Just please be you, not a brand. Yeah, and make sure you're doing it for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not for everybody else. So, yeah. I mean, look, this might be a tangent on relationships. but well, How unusual for us I to go know. on a tangent. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? We should, you said this before um, in the break. We probably need a new show just called Tangents because that's pretty much what we do. Go chat about anything yeah, and everything. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, absolutely. Well, we did have, and we, it'll be coming back, we do have uh, You Can't Say That, yes. uh, which is on hiatus at show. the moment, um, which, yeah, that can go anywhere. So maybe, you know, look, Tangents could be an episode of, of that show. Who knows? Mm. All right, mate. Uh, should we take a break? What Why are you not? Well, let me look at the time. I think I think we've deserved. I think we've big hands hard. on the yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I try and teach a millennial that. Yeah, all right, no. <laughs> no chance. It is time for a quick break. It's Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. All about relationships here on Edge Radio Australia. Here with Wayne Brown. His life is on track. Um, <laughs> hey, he says it. It's got to be true, right? Yeah, absolutely. 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 Uh, again, talking about relationships, mate, with you, with the inverted commas and the expert, where are we going now? Because we've we've gone off on tangents. Okay, that's what we do. Uh, but we're back. Um, what wonderful advice would you like to, or you know, what direction should we head in now? Well, actually, I want to go back to something we were talking about before the okay. break. We were talking about filters and how people put out this sure. persona. Okay. Of. So one of the things I vowed to myself to do when mm -hmm. I started coaching was I've struggled with relationships, as I've been very open and honest about. You've made no secret of that, mate. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And... One thing that frustrates me with a lot of people that are in my field yeah. is they give this perception that relationships are meant to be like this beautiful, smooth, calm water and you're just sailing, there's not a ripple and it's all brilliant and fantastic. And that's such a crock. It is. Because a lot of the people that are learning from those people will hit a hump of some sort and go, oh, I've screwed it up, I've ruined it, I'm, I'm hopeless, yep. I'm whatever. Throw and the baby out with the bath Exactly, water. I'll yep. beat myself. I actually found out the other day where that came from, that Ooh, scene. Okay, yeah. we'll need to go there. So, um, yeah, there's our tangent, <laughs> now, off we go. Um, so the one thing I wanted to make sure that people understood if they're working with me mm -hmm. is if you make a mistake, it's okay. Yep. If you hit a speed hump, if you have an argument, if you have a, you know, a... a 
aspect you don't like about your partner. That is okay. It's normal. There's yes. no filters yes. with me. Right? I'll tell you, my wife and I, 99% of the time, 98% of the time, mm. absolutely brilliant. Yep. Love being around her and everything. And I'm pretty sure she likes spending about the same amount of time with me. I don't know. Occasionally, I've seen no evidence. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, just ask her, really. No. Um, and there are those moments where we do have conflict, where we get frustrated with each other. And I want people to know that if that happens, it's okay. You know, you can get past it. If you've got the tools, you don't have your hammer. It's normal life. You've learned some, exactly. There's nothing wrong with so being real. So I want people to realise it is a lot easier than we expect it to be. Mm-hmm. All right, because I've got a, a number of clients that I've spoken to over the years where I get this phone call from them going, I'm waiting for the fights to start. When are they meant to start? Or this is a lot easier than I expected it to be. And it's like, well, that's the way it's meant to be. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're just given shitty tools. I'm giving you a full toolbox. Use them properly. Yeah, now you're like, oh, I need the 316th socket here. And, well, or that, new, that sander with the pointy bit. That's yeah. it. Oh, we love the power tools. <laughs> <laughs> so those sorts of things mm. are the things that I want people to know. Yeah, okay. You know, because I know for myself when I've been learning from coaches mm-hmm. and I have this perception of the way it's meant to be and I screw up and it, this isn't relationship stuff, mm. it might be something else, where I'll go, oh, no, God, I've screwed it up. And it's like, but if they'd said to me, oh, no, no, that's, that's normal, it's okay, it's all yeah. cool, I'd go, oh, okay. I think a lot of people in relationships, certainly in this day and age, when they hit hurdles, they kind of think, it's up, it's over, it's done. You know, there's a lot of throwing your hands in The magic happens in them, in those moments. Ooh, please explain. See, this is is the bit that I had to learn Mm. and realise, and it's it's still challenging when it happens. However, it's not anywhere near as challenging as it used to be. So when we meet someone, what we want is all the fun stuff. Yep. You know, we love being with them, we love having the conversation, Mm. the holding hands and all of that sort of stuff. That's wonderful Mm. to have in your life. That's what you want though. Yep. What you need though is the hard stuff. All right? you go. So when you have the conflict, Mm -hmm. when you have the moments when they push all your buttons, Yep. all right, they are the moments where you're given an opportunity to become that better version of yourself. Right? Absolutely. So this is why I want to be real with people. Mm-hmm. Because if my wife triggers me, yep. I know we don't like that we word. Love that However, term. that's the one people use because yeah. it's a buzzword. It is. When my wife triggers me, or actually how about how about we try rewording that? When my wife creates an environment where that situation within myself that needs to be resolved is presented to me. You it's a just, long-winded oh say. Oh, my word, you just sound like a politician. I know. Oh. Do you like my spin? <laughs> <laughs> That's ultimately what it is, though. Okay. You're not getting triggered. Someone's okay. giving you an opportunity to learn something about yourself and become that better version of yourself if you want to take it. Conflict and adversity, all right, are the mechanisms in which we grow. Absolutely. If, if you, um, if everything's all smooth sailing, everything's, you know, it's all kumbaya holding hands... You you get lazy, you get comfy, and you don't grow. So I, you know, 
I, like most people, have always thought, you know, conflict's effectively a negative thing and you're trying to avoid it. Uh, because that's what we're taught mm, and it's a lot of crap. Yeah, crap to, to me it's something now, I mean, I, I'm taking it wrong, I don't want, like, negativity, but I want conflict that makes me take a hard look at myself, improve exactly. myself. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you don't want yelling and screaming. and no. I certainly would not advocate that. No, no. What you're after, though, mm-hmm. is that opportunity to go, okay, here's a part of myself that I need to look at. Do I want to deal with it now or do I want to deal with it later? Because you don't have to deal with it now. You can go, yeah, I'll deal with it next week when I'm in a better frame of mind. Well, look, people can deal with it by contacting you, mate, because it's the end of the show. And we're at what? That po- yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's oh. flown by today, hasn't it? It's the comfy chairs. That's what happened, right? Okay, You're right. Well, finally you stopped being prone and you finally sat up. I feel <laughs> a bit less like a therapist now. That's right. Um, we'll do the next show with shots, okay? We'll do it properly. Hey, why not? Well, that's definitely oh. going to have to be a tangent show. <laughs> that's right. And I don't reckon it'll save time something. It's going to go way <laughs> It'll be a four-hour show. That's right. Get very comfy for the long form on this one. That's it. Uh, mate, now where can we find you? Where can we get this wonderful, inverted commas, advice and uh, expert advice at that? Okay, so if you want to listen to more of these shows, yep, all right, which we've now got a heap of them, uh, Wayne Brown, All About Relationships, yep. I'll pop up on about 14 or 15 different podcast platforms. Cool. Uh, or you type in Wayne Brown, uh, Life Back on Track, yep, and that'll pop up, you know, various websites and things like that, and yeah, you can contact me through that. Mate. Absolutely fantastic advice, as always. I always tease you about it, but I honestly, I, I always walk out feeling like I've learned something, you know? That's always a good thing. It's like Harold Sesame Street. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much for being part of the show. And uh, look, whether you've heard it, um, obviously, on Thursday, uh, today, or, you know, on, um, uh, what's the other day that we play? Sunday. At? 2 p.m. <laughs> Why you have to say it like that? What I a do terrible radio oh, voice. I know, I can't oh. help myself. Oh. You know, look, I'm, I'm pretty sure Gary Shannon listens to the show occasionally. Right now, it's he's... It's a throw out to oh, him. Oh, he's just crying right now. He's just, you know, <laughs> he's just going, oh, radio, it's fallen so far. <laughs> How, uh, look, have a fantastic day, night, whatever the case may be. Uh, night now, day if it's Sunday. And uh, we'll catch you next week for... All About Relationships. On Edge Radio Australia.